Church presents the Truth Unveiled podcast with Pastor Chris Barhorst and Jace Fitzhands. We seek to reveal the truth of God's Word so you can apply it to your life. Well, praise God. Thank you guys for coming to another week of the podcast Truth Unveiled with Chris Barhorst and Jace Fitzhands, and I am Jace Fitzhands. But this week, we do not have Chris with us. He is in another place, Arizona, having fun with a couple other people. So I brought in a special friend of mine, uh, Seth Unger. Say hello, Seth. Hello. <laughs> um, I brought him in here because I, he is a, a fairly new believer. He's been um, believing in the Lord for about a year or so, give or take. We'd uh, not getting into specifics on date, but uh, I brought him in because I wanted to interview his heart on what it's like to be a new believer, the process of everything that he's gone through in the last year, and what God has been doing in his heart, his interactions with fellow believers, everything that he's uh, come through in this past year, and how God has guided him and, and, and grown him in the first year of his salvation. So, uh, without further ado, I'm just going to get started in this uh, kind of an interview setting, and I'm going to ask him a few questions, uh, and, and I just we just want to listen to his heart, and hopefully it can help us learn better of how to walk with new believers, and also help new believers how to walk in the first parts of their walk with the Lord and, and walking alongside other uh, believers. So, Seth... What was the key contributing factor to your coming to Christ? What brought you uh, to know Jesus? The thing that brought me to know Jesus, to come to Jesus, and to go against my own will was being intentional about being in the Word. Um, months before I came and was born again, I was in the Word, and I had zero understanding, maybe a little bit here and there, but I had no understanding being intentional about the Word, being in the Word, and also, I was in a setting of a lot of unbelievers and really money blinders um, where I was working and just going against the grain of the world, really focusing on self instead of, you know, how other people felt, how their mornings was going, you know, how their evenings went, how their day went. Not a lot of people reciprocated that very well. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I really think that I, it's really helped me see what being selfish is. Hmm. So when you say money blinders, what do you mean? So the place that I worked uh, made made a lot of money every week. We made more money than, you know, the average bear made. And what I mean by money blinders is they don't think that anything in their life is going wrong because they have enough money to do anything and everything that they would want. Mm. Right on. So you came to Christ because of... I came to Christ because I was lost, really, essentially. I I've, I've felt like I was mm. out of place in the world. I, I just always felt like I was not not belonging to anywhere that I went. Hmm. And and I know a little bit of uh, uh, somewhat of, of your past when it comes to like recent past with a fellow friend of ours uh, that we have um, and him sharing the gospel 
with you beforehand and it actually made you angry at that first time. Yes, it did. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit more on like kind of what that was like, uh, navigating that. And then from the same person actually being a contributing factor to you coming to Christ later on. Absolutely. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, this friend and I, we, we worked together and, um, I went through a really, I mean, a rough breakup and, I let him in on a lot of things, you know, how deep and dark and depressed and anxious I was and where my true thoughts were. And he just, he was newly born again at the time and he was just bold. He was honest and, and it came out of a position of love. He just, he knew how hurt I was, but he wanted me to have the love of Christ, but I did not have the ears to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was yep. just the, the truth of it was, I'm just like, how do you have the audacity to tell me that like I've been just like I'm offended yeah yeah and and it's just it's wild looking back because that's exactly what I needed to hear because what he told me is actually one of the things after my second bad breakup that stuck mm, then then the second time you run into him at uh, the local YMCA here uh, I believe it was in the steam room or something of that nature. Am I correct? It was in after the steam room in the locker room. Yes. And, and how did that go? Because that was the big turning point in your life. Am I wrong? No. Um, you know, it was even a month ish before, um, oh. I had, I had seen him in the parking lot. Oh, okay. So this was not the first interaction that we had had. Okay. Um, it was in the parking lot and I seen him and I wanted to avoid him because at this time I hadn't talked to him in, you know, two years, but I could not get away from going over and talking to him. Mm. And I you talked felt to that him. Draw. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And how, how long was it between that first time where he made you upset and the second time where you're actually just the draw of the of Jesus inside of him was just pulling you towards him. How long was it in between there? It was about, I would say, a year and a half, two years. Wow. That's a long time. And um, especially when it comes to when you talk to somebody and share the gospel with somebody and, and trying to love on them and caring for them, especially a family member. I mean, it's even a, a heightened value when it becomes a family member. And we share the gospel with them and they just deny us right to our face and say, basically, you're dumb. Uh, you know, I don't want any of that n- nonsense, you know. And uh, but then possibly a few years later, because I had this kind of similar, uh, a similar thing with my father um, where there was a, a, a long time, uh, a long period in between the time I told him to stop talking about God to me to the time I accepted Jesus. But it was him initially pushing that on me and then stepping away from it and me coming back. And and it was next to him that I received the salvation of Jesus Christ in my life. Uh, How, how crazy awesome is that, uh, that even though we speak to somebody and they deny the Jesus that we're giving them in the initial state, that it doesn't mean that they will continually forever deny them. We have just sown a seed and we very well could be seeing them again in another day when they finally have accepted what we offered them so long ago. Staying, uh, staying consistent and persevering through those things is so key in our lives. So uh, as you were 
stepping into a relationship with God as you, as you were just getting, as you were born again and you're getting into fellowship, uh, starting with our friend. And then I met you, I think shortly thereafter, maybe a week or two. I'm not sure how long it was after you guys were talking at the YMCA. Uh, you came over to my house um, for a men's breakfast, a first men's breakfast that we mm-hmm. had at this church. And, um, and it was awesome to, to, to meet you. And I, I'll tell you from the first time I met him then to, to the guy I'm talking to right now uh, before me, it, it's two different people uh, because uh, I got to witness a transformation in this, uh, in this uh, young man's life. Uh, what was it like for you in the beginning months of your salvation walking with new believers. So like, uh, walking alongside me and our friend and, and, uh, others that were, were a part of the men's breakfast and, um, that we, uh, continually spent time around each other. What was it like for you walking around us? It was uh, first and foremost, it, it took me a lot to get out of my comfort zone. Um, and what I mean by that is sticking to myself or sticking to our friend. Um, that was where I was comfortable. Um, I, I didn't, it was difficult to meet new people. Um, but walking with fellow believers after I got out of my comfort zone, it was, it was comforting. It was uplifting, um, mainly because they, they, they could help build me up in places that, that I wasn't built up in. And it was just fellowshipping is, is so important because even if you feel like not, you know, not fellowshipping or not pressing forward, not showing up, whatever, whatever you think, whatever you're thinking about, it's the Holy Spirit works um, mm-hmm. through those people to help you stay consistent, to help you stay showing up. Mm. So what there, there has to be some type of difficult uh, trial that you, you face, you, you, you probably faced during that time, can you, can you give me an example of one thing that was difficult for you and how God and your uh, fellow believers helped you walk through that? Absolutely. Um, I'll start by saying this. I wanted to be a yes man. Um, I, I was so hungry for fellowship and being around, um, fellow believers, but I soon figured out that believers, even though you claim to be a believer, you weren't actually a believer. Um, and, and many, not always, and many of you have heard it before, but I was when my second group to go in, not the men's breakfast group, but the other group, you know, a group Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there I just, I felt anger and anxiousness, um, come out because of just how everything was, how they, how they acted towards the word. And, and, and it was just like an escape, um, from their day to day lives instead of like a necessity if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to stay there for a second. Uh, an escape from that, your day-to-day life. Well, uh, first off, let's, let's, the, let's hit on the uh, people who profess that they are Christians, but in, in practicality, when you actually are, are looking at them, uh, you, you become unsure of how much of a Christian they really are because of what, you're, uh, what you said is that they use Jesus as an escape from the reality instead of allowing Jesus to come into the reality. 
And that can often lead to misinterpretation and misunderstanding of what the Word of God is saying. And it's not to say that they're not saved necessarily. It, 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 it goes to say more so that even though their heart may be for Jesus, they have a misunderstanding of what Jesus is of who Jesus is and what the salvation is meant for. Because I, I said this last night as I was teaching, so many people are brought to God based off of where are you going to go, heaven or hell? And that is such a terrible question to ask somebody because you're setting them up to uh, not understand what the gospel is truly about because the gospel is not about going to heaven or hell. The gospel is about receiving Jesus so that you can be reconciled back to God and transformed into what he originally created you to be so that you can have full communion with your creator and have heaven come inside of you. We ain't trying to get somewhere. We are trying to get something in the, into us and, and be transformed by that thing. It's just a cherry on top that we get to go spend eternity with him but we need to have that reception and transformation in our life first. Uh, so it's, it's a byproduct or uh, it is a fruit of what it, the root is. And the root is Jesus Christ for you, reconciling you back to God. And so often many people don't get that. And, and I, I got to tell you that this, uh, just after or just before I met you, uh, I got the revelation of that myself in a way that I never understood before. Like my heart was for the Lord, but man, I, I, I didn't see the legalism I was living in and how I was living in my own righteousness, my self-righteousness, trying to do everything in my strength and not relying upon Jesus. So my heart was for God, but I misinterpreted a lot of things because I didn't understand how much God loved me. And, 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 I got the revelation of this right before I met you, and so did our other friend. So you came into a group of people that had this proper foundation that was just built in their hearts, just built in their hearts. So it allowed a proper foundation for you to walk into. And that other group that we're talking about may have uh, some of those people uh, or even a majority don't even know because I'm not going to judge their heart. They may not have, have had the proper foundation stored up in their heart. And when they came to know Jesus, they may have been given something slightly different that was just a little bit off that has brought them into utilizing Jesus as a fix to their life instead of a relationship with him. Uh, so many people look to Jesus like, fix this in my life, God, fix that in my life, God. And it's like, that's not what he's meant for. Like things will get fixed. He will. That is a benefit of our relationship with him, but it's not the essence of our relationship with him. Our essence is just being one with him uh, and being reconciled to him. Oh my goodness. That's so good. So how did you navigate that, uh, that difficulty? What was the uh, biggest thing that you did to help you um, not let that take you away from your relationship with God or, um, have something in your heart against those people. Really, fellowship um, with you know the fellow brother that was there, um, and just really giving him my heart on the whole situation because we were meeting up 
very, I mean, we were meeting up often three, four times a week, if not more. And I just, I gave him my heart on it. And I'm just like, dude, I can't, I can't do this. I cannot keep doing this week after week. It is dragging me down. And I know as of right now, where I'm at in my current walk with Jesus, that I can't be in environments that drag me down. Mm. So you understood at a very, uh, in, in a very early time of your salvation that the time you spend around somebody, if you're not solidified in your foundation, how you need to temper that. Yes. Uh, because it can change everything about you. It can bring you into a bad place. Uh, it can set you off in, in ways that are not godly, and, and it can make you bitter towards God even, uh, or towards other people, which makes you a bad represent, representative of, of Jesus. Um, so, wow, that's, that's good. Uh, knowing the people that you're able to spend time around, even if they're believers, is still is extremely important because I don't like to be around believers that aren't seeking God. Mm-hmm. You can believe in Jesus, but if you don't want to talk about the word with me, I, I don't want to spend much time around you. It's not that I don't care about you. I love you and I, I want to help you in every way possible, possible way I can. But I want to continually grow closer to God as you do. So what do I do? I make sure I spend my time around people uh, that want to do the same. Amen. It's it's like a uh, it's a business thing, business motto as well. You you hear it all the time. Like if you want to be better in business, you hang around people that are better in business than you, so that you can continually grow. If you're hanging around people that don't want to grow, guess what? You're not going to grow. Um, so we're going to uh, come to an end here, and I've got one more question for you, uh, Seth. What is the absolute greatest advice or wisdom you could give somebody that's a new believer? that just came to Christ and that is uh, currently trying to walk out their first year of salvation, uh, what, what advice can you give them to help them uh, persevere through the difficulties of, a new, of being a new believer? Really, that, that is such a good question. And, you know, it, there's so many answers among them, but one of the best answers that I can give to everybody listening and to new converts um, is, is press into Jesus and trust in the blood and, and don't trust, don't trust yourself. Um, meaning lean on your relationship with Jesus more than you lean on the relationship with the world. Um, it's the Holy spirit shown me over and over and over again, the importance of the finished work of the cross. Mm -hmm. And, and Jesus has taken all of your difficulties, all of your sins, all of your hardships, all of your persecutions. He's already taken that. He's already taken care of all of it. And it's just pressing into the finished work and the power of the blood and the power of the Holy Spirit is probably the best advice that I would have to give. Wow. That's good. That's good. Thank you for sharing that, Seth. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Uh, So every new new believer, please listen to that advice. Uh, Please also listen to this. Keep showing up. Amen. Yeah. Just keep showing up. It doesn't matter what how much you know, because I'll tell you that for the rest of your life as a new believer, you should never worry about how much you know, um, because you should never think that you've exhausted the knowledge of God and, and his scriptures, because I continually read the same things over and over again, and I'm shown new things every single time. Keep showing up, 
keep showing up, keep showing up, and God will show off. I guarantee you, he Amen. does it all the time. does it with me. So Seth, um, can you pray over everybody that's listening today? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Father, I just thank you for everybody listening. Father, I just pray that they have ears to hear and an open heart, um, and they're just willing. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to be with my brother here um, and just and just really share my journey in order to help other people. Father, thank you. And, and I just pray blessings over everybody listening. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for listening and bless you. And Chris will be back with us next week. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening to Truth Unveiled. You can find our podcasts on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Or by going to tlchurch.us slash resources.